Once there was a bright young man who was looking for an effective manager. He wanted to work for one. He wanted to become one. His search had taken him over many years to the far corners of the world. He had been in small towns and in the capitals of powerful nations. He had spoken with many managers, with government administrators and military officers, construction superintendents and corporate executives, university presidents and shop foremen, utility supervisors and foundation directors, with the managers of shops and stores, of restaurants, banks and hotels, with men and women, young and old. He had gone into every kind of office, large and small, luxurious and sparse, with windows and without. He was beginning to see the full spectrum of how people manage people. But he wasn't always pleased with what he saw. He had seen many tough managers whose organizations seemed to win while their people lost. Some of their superiors thought they were good managers. Many of their subordinates thought otherwise. As the man sat in each of these tough people's offices, he asked, What kind of a manager would you say you are? Their answers varied only slightly. I'm an autocratic manager. I keep on top of the situation, he was told. A bottom line manager, hard-nosed, realistic, profit-minded. He heard the pride in their voices and their interest in results. The man also met many nice managers whose people seemed to win while their organizations lost. Some of the people who reported to them thought they were good managers. Those to whom they reported had their doubts. As the man sat and listened to these nice people answer the same question, he heard, I'm a democratic manager, participative, supportive, considerate, humanistic. He heard the pride in their voices and their interest in people, but he was disturbed. It was as though most managers in the world were primarily interested either in results or in people. The managers who were interested in results often seemed to be labeled autocratic, while the managers interested in people were often labeled democratic. The young man thought each of these managers, the tough autocrat, and the nice democrat were only partially effective. It's like being half a manager, he thought. He returned home tired and discouraged. He might have given up his search long ago, but he had one great advantage. He knew exactly what he was looking for. Effective managers, he thought, manage themselves and the people they work with so that both the organization and the people profit from their presence. The young man had looked everywhere for an effective manager but had found only a few. The few he did find would not share their secrets with him. He began to think maybe he would never find out what really made an effective manager tick. Then he began hearing marvelous stories about a special manager who lived, ironically, in a nearby town. He heard that people liked to work for this man and that they produced great results together. The young man wondered if the stories were really true and, if so, whether this manager would be willing to share his secrets with him. 
curious, he telephoned the special manager's secretary for an appointment. The secretary put him through immediately. The young man asked this special manager when he could see him. He heard, Anytime this week is fine, except Wednesday morning. You pick the time. The young man quietly chuckled because this supposedly marvelous manager sounded like a cook to him. What kind of manager had that kind of time available? But the young man was fascinated. He went to see him. When the young man arrived at manager's office, he found him standing and looking out of the window. When the young man coughed, the manager turned and smiled. He invited the young man to sit down and asked, What can I do for you? The young man said, I'd like to ask you some questions about how you manage people. The manager willingly said, Fire away. Well, to begin with, do you hold regularly scheduled meetings with your subordinates? Yes, I do. Once a week on Wednesdays from 9 to 11. That's why I couldn't see you then, responded the manager. What do you do at those meetings? Probed the young man. I listen while my people review and analyze what they accomplished last week, the problems they had, and what still needs to be accomplished. Then, we develop plans and strategies for the next week. Are the decisions made at those meetings binding on both you and your people? Questioned the young man. Of course they are, insisted the manager. What would be the point of having the meeting if they weren't? Then you are a participative manager, aren't you? Asked the young man. On the contrary, insisted the manager. I don't believe in participating in any of my people's decision-making. Then what is the purpose of your meetings? I already told you that, he said. Please, young man, do not ask me to repeat myself. It is a waste of my time and yours. We're here to get results, the manager continued. The purpose of this organization is efficiency. By being organized, we are a great deal more productive. Oh, so you're aware of the need for productivity. Then you're more results-oriented than people are ready. The young man suggested. No. The manager resounded, startling his feet and began to walk back. I hear that all too often. How on earth can I get results if it's not through people? I care about people and results. They go hand in hand. Here, young man, look at this. The manager handed his visitor a pack. I keep it on my desk to remind me of a practical truth.